Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it. Taylor Swift: The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney Plus. Join Reddit on Wiki every Monday and Friday for some of the most jaw-dropping stories Reddit has to offer. With each episode, John, Sean, and Josh meticulously curate the most engaging content from Reddit, transforming it into a podcast experience filled with laughter, awe, and sometimes disbelief. I, I bet. Get ready for a roller coaster ride of emotions with the most captivating stories from the corners of the internet. Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki wherever you get your podcasts. All right, talkers, where do we start? Uh-huh. I mean, where do we start today? We got a ton of tea. We got, oh, like a confessional video. I'll tell you, Olivia Plath. Okay, she brought it to the interwebs. She brought it to TikTok. She gathered Kim. She collected Kim Plath all the way and Barry last week. But it's still trending, and I think this is a very bad sign for the future of Olivia Plath being on Welcome to Plathville. I'll tell you about that. But let's start with um, the family Chantel, okay? So the family Chantel, we haven't heard from them in a hot second. Chantel and Pedro, famously from the 90 Day Fiance franchise, They were on, they got married, they started a life, and they actually managed to get a spinoff a couple of years ago, which is very hard to do. Spinoff, you've got to have compelling friends, family, you've got to bring the drama, you've got to be just like enough, but not too crazy. Currently, Jasmine and Gino are campaigning to get their spinoff. And I know you guys are going, well, how do you know that, Sarah? I don't. It's a prediction. It's a prediction. I don't know. But I think I, you know, Jasmine is here in Michigan. We learned that last night, 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Day Tell All. I'll get to that because I find I found it to be extremely boring, but that's just me. Um, she's here in Mich- Michigan. They've been together for many years. They're absolutely together. And she's great on social media. She's campaigning to remain on the network. I think a lot of their storyline is fake or fabricated. Hence, last night about her sex tape. But again, I'll get into all that detail. But, you know, you have to lobby for it. Start Darcy and Stacy, twins, identical twins that are in their 40s, dating guys that are 30 years old. You got to have an angle. And Pedro and Chantel were kind of like, they were some of the first to get their own spinoff. And mostly because Pedro's mom's a trip. Chantel's parents are a trip. Winter, um... And, you know, people had a lot of opinions on Chantel. But we are getting a fifth season. Now, this is sort of being marketed as the final season. Um, You know, we'll, we'll see if it, in fact, is. Um, I think it depends on the ratings. I think people would like to still follow Chantel. You know, I think people would still like to follow Pedro. And certainly, I want to know if they're going to address Drake sliding into Chantel's DMs on season five but anyway let's actually listen to the trailer the trailer is so good it's giving me real housewives of new jersey vibes it's giving me threatening we're gonna have fights vibes okay let's 
actually watch. Okay. Me and Chantel are going to meet in person for the first time okay. in nine months. Going through this divorce has been yeah. the hardest time of my life. The goal of the family Chantel is ruin my life in America. Them. Oh. All of them. Oh. So I understand you guys, you are getting divorced. Yes, okay. thanks God. Thank God. I will never forget how it feels to be betrayed by someone that you love so much. Oh, all right. And now he's going to get what's coming. Ooh. was the first person they dated. The first person they had sex. But right I now, they are in divorce. I want to be free. Yeah. Get out there and get it, honey. You guys. Yeah. Oh, that's Karima. <laughs> I knew something was up. Ah. Yeah. Look at it up to here. Yola! Okay. I was a lot along with my divorce. Okay. Uh, I hear you only bad things about Scott. The other day you was honest to me. And when the people in the zone is, they get clapped, you know? Oh. oh, fight! Oh! Oh my lord! I'm meeting with the PI because Pedro has really a PI, and I don't think that he should just walk away scot free. For years, Karen been chasing me behind me all the time, trying to make me deport it. Vamos a planificar algo. Ya no sabe con quién se mete. Oh. We just got a package from Santa Domingo and I'm scared. You're scaring me. I'm gonna go to Santa Domingo and tell Pedro and his whole family that we are done. Are you going by yourself? I don't think so. I can't wait to finish it. All of the lies. He's really all done. All the deceiving. This all ends now. You wanna believe that using you believe that using you. You know what you did, Pedro. I am so tired of all these old. You were having sex with another woman. I was in love with you. Yeah. Oh, all right. We can't wait. All goes down November 5th on TLC, 9 p.m. Are you going to be watching Family Chantel Season 5? You know I am. I can't wait. Another show to recap. Uh, I'm so in, I'm so interested. I can't wait. It's going to be an explosive season. Um, everything seemed real to me until they got like some mysterious package threatening them and then they decide that they're going to go see Pedro. I mean, come on. Please. Don't we think that was a little set up? Yes. But, I mean, Pedro's like really over her. He's over her online. He's over her in finding somebody else. So there you go, family Chantel. Um, let's talk about Welcome to Plathville. Huge season currently going down. Another season I think is phenomenal. I think is living up to the hype. Now I said this, I feel, I don't feel like the groundswell is as there on this show as it was two years ago. Maybe it was because we were in COVID at the time and people were consumed with shows. I don't feel like people are as into it. But if you didn't watch on my Instagram page, on, sorry, on my TikTok page this week, Olivia Plath put up a video, a 10-minute or – I guess watch it while you're pooping. I mean, it's going to take a while. She put up a video and she goes into more depth about the whole credit card incident of Kim Plath using Ethan's credit cards to benefit her, okay? I'll give you the very abbreviated two-minute or less version. On the end of season four, very final episode, basically we get to the bottom of why Olivia doesn't like Kim. And the reason is that after they got married, Olivia took over their finances, was going through their credit cards and goes, hey, all these MLM products, these hair products and skincare products are on your credit card. Do you still want them? He says, no, my mom set that up. I'm part of her MLM. She wasn't getting enough downstream business. So she asked me to open an account on my credit card and don't worry, I was going to get the points and all these free products every month. Um, but I don't need them anymore. So Olivia... Cancels the subscription, changes the password for the credit card, and Kim is like, well, what's the deal, bitch? Like, I need my MLM points. And Olivia goes, no, we're married now. We're not doing it. So Kim and Barry apparently – okay, so Kim and Barry are furious. They won't give them the new password. 
And then Kim and Barry go around Cairo and they say that Olivia Plath is trying to sue them because Olivia put together an invoice because part of this was Kim said, I'll pay you back or like pay you a portion of the MLM money I make. You'll get points. And she didn't do either of those, okay? So essentially, Olivia tells Ethan, hey, she's stealing from you. Now, meanwhile, she's doing this entire video with no wedding ring on, which, you know, I'll get to that. So anyway, Olivia presents them with an invoice. Oh, Kimberry didn't like that, Mm-mm, honey. They stopped educating their kids at sixth grade for a reason, okay? So they couldn't do invoices, Well, Olivia is savvy. She owns her own business. She put together an invoice. She says that she presented it to Kim and Barry. They were furious. They told everybody around town that Ethan and Olivia were suing them. And then producers got involved. And essentially, they would not start filming season, I think it was like two. Oh, it was season two. Um, Kim and Barry said, we're not going to, we're not filming season two until Olivia drops this. So producers went to her and said, hey, come on, you're a team player. Leave this alone. You know, we stop doing this. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm, she held her guns. So, in order to start filming, and I think to kind of like get Olivia and Ethan on board, Kim and Barry call Ethan and go, come on over. We have a check for you. Give him the check and basically say, you know, best of luck, like, you know, screwing us, like, thanks a lot, okay? She has a whole different thing that he's, like, Barry's famous line. But basically saying to their son, like, screw you for doing this, you know? So it was hot. It was hot. It was detailed. She was not wearing her wedding ring. And I'm going to be honest. I have two predictions now from this video. One, I actually think she's done with Welcome to Plathville. I think that their marriage is done. I do. And it pains me to say that because I predicted it years ago. But she's changed so much as a person. They've traveled the world. I think he adores her, but I do think they are back separated. I do. I just think there's something for her that's not fulfilling. I don't know why at this point, unless you have some sort of allergic reaction to the medals, why you're not wearing any sort of wedding band if, in fact, they were together. And Olivia really makes a stance about kind of preaching this transparency and living your life, you know, to the fullest of who you are and being authentic. And I, I don't know, I could be wrong. Maybe she's fooling us by not wearing a wedding band, but I don't think she's that type of gal. And I also think that she's coming out saying this and you know, production, you know, you know, they don't want her to say this because I think she's really done with the show. I call him the Nozempic Benon Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. I do. I don't know. You know, people, she's been on my show twice, once with Ethan, once solo. You can certainly go listen. And by the way, I'm going to air Max Kalschmidt, who is Mariah's ex, and we'll get into that, um, Mariah's ex this Sunday. So be subscribing to the Sarah Fraser show. I'm sure many of you are, and I am very grateful. Um but I think she's done with the show, which is why she did that video. Because she goes, well, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this. But, you know, oh, well, this is my transparency. I, I think, but, you know, but she also says something very telling in the video, which is I'm no longer associated with any of them. And I took that as, I just took that as, you know, she's, she's really never going to, she's really done with them. And that also includes her marriage. We'll see. You know, her sister 
came out, not Lydia that you see on the show this season, but another sister who she says she's not that close with came out and goes, oh, you're going to see at the end of season five that Ethan and Olivia are separated. We'll see. I could be dead wrong. Maybe Olivia is playing us. They're still like ride or die. We're going to see them on season six. And she's just like completely done with the Plath and we'll never speak to them again. What I think is so good about the Welcome to Plathville season though is like, of course, now we know um, Micah, Mariah have nothing to do with Ethan and Olivia currently. I mean, they're they're kind of, um, Micah is speaking to Ethan, but they don't really have a close friendship. They're obviously done with Olivia. They're back team parents. But I don't know how you guys feel watching this. I feel like there's something really sad and deeply, I don't want to use the word wrong because there's nothing wrong with any of us. We're all okay. But I feel like there's something really deeply bothering Mariah. We see Mariah, you know, get baptized. She's talking about her alopecia. The baptism scene, by the way, was wild in that muddy, murky pond. I'm like, aren't they in Georgia? Don't they have like alligators down there or something? Like, I just thought like a huge Megalodon alligator was going to come out and like eat the entire family. Kim's face, when they went, like Barry was crying and um, Lydia Plath was crying and Kim was annoyed as fuck to be there. She's like, I don't believe any of this bull- like religious bullshit at all. She did it for Barry. She hates Barry more than life. I mean, something had to have drastically changed besides TV fame because they all really seem like they hate each other. And it's almost like I have empathy for this family because it's almost sad to me. It does feel like this family was happy in, even if they were completely naive and you know the kids were sheltered. Before they went on this show. There's so much going on. So I, you know, and Mariah kind of got mixed reviews when she posted last week on Instagram about being baptized. Half the people were like, wonderful, turn your life over to God, that's great. And the other half were like, girl, you need serious therapy that has nothing to do with it. I believe in a mix of both. I just, nothing is black or white for me. Could be for you. Could work. And everything works for different people. Like you should try different things. But I'm like, I, wa- I want to see Mariah in therapy too. Something seems deeply troubling there. Just like a sad, like a sadness. And, you know, she even talks about at times she didn't even know if she wanted to be on this planet. I don't know. I feel like if you're feeling that way, Lord, you got to get some help. You know, because we all the, – the, the voice in our head, I mean, I, I, Deborah Silverman, I'm taking an astrology course, as you guys know the famous astrologer, Deborah Silverman. She says, like, who pays the guy, who pays that voice in your head? Because it, it works over time. And it's true for all of us. But it's it's a, it's in a, it's a dark season a little bit with Plathville. It, it really is, I, I think. Doesn't seem light, doesn't seem happy. And of course, we knew that was going to be the case because Kim and Barry are separated. We're going to start seeing more of Kim's man. Uh, Kim's boyfriend, of course, who's the aviation maintenance instructor. He's also Isaac's um, airplane like teacher, you know, aviation instructor. That's how she like met him. So we're going to be introduced to him and the kids are all hanging out with him. It's on Micah Plass Instagram. They're all like very into him. And Barry, of course, is getting like national attention of how hot and savage he is. If someone could just do something with the glasses and the hair, like we'd have a man. I think it's a really great show. Also would love to know where you're at with it. But I do think that video of Olivia was foreshadowing. Just my crazy wild prediction. Let's move on to 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days, part one of the tell-all. Before we do that, though, um, some housekeeping things. One, all the merch you see behind me. Now the Sarah Fraser Show is entirely on YouTube. And we have a Reddit. You want to get into more fan theories? Hit me up on Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash the Sarah Fraser show. Shout Also have merchandise, amazon.com slash shop slash the Sarah Fraser show. Also, best way to find it is in the description of this podcast that you're listening to. There's pillows, there's poppets, there's t-shirts, and more in many colors. <laughs> Gotta thank Dame Products. Guys, you need a vibrator in your life. And you know what? Your partner needs a vibrator that helps them out too. I'm talking no matter if your partner's guy, gal, however they identify. Dame products are amazing, including their fin, which is a finger vibrator with a removable tether 
designed to be an extension of your hand during both partner and solo play. Their palm is soft and flexible, low-profile vibrator that bends to the curves of the body and fits in the palm of your hand. I love the palm, shaped like a triangle. That's my favorite one. Um, They're so easy to use. They have a long battery life, easy to charge. Um, They actually even almost look like... um, I love the colors that they come in, and they're so pretty. They almost look like, um, you know, decorations that you put around your house. Is that making sense? <laughs> like, you know, when you have a bookshelf and, you know, you've got some sort of uh, decorative, you know, tchotchke. They look like fabulous tchotchkes that then get you off. You know, that's what I'm saying. I love Dame products. They've been a longtime partner of the Sarah Fraser show. They took a break in between, but they're back. I mean, that's how you know it's a good partner. Go to dameproducts.com. Get 15% off with the code TSFS. TSFS for 15% off at checkout. Enter the promo code when you go to dameproducts.com. I find 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days, season six, that we are on the tello. I found it to be extremely boring. I find the cast to be boring. I find um, Terrell, who is going to supposedly call his catfisher. I don't even think the person's real. This is giving me War of the Roses, Kane Show, circa 2010 vibes staged. I don't believe that any catfisher is going to like answer the phone and really stay on national TV, but here we go. Um, I'm bored with this cast. I don't find them all that compelling. Um, People felt like the star of the night was Statler for part one because Statler really was like jumping in, especially with Misha and Nicola. Um, By the way, Did anyone realize that Misha is just 43 years old? I'm 41. I thought the bitch was 51. Is that terrible? Does she look younger than I am? Please, be honest. Like, I do not care about what you think of my looks or my weight. So just tell me, do I look older than Misha? Because I think I suffer from that too. I suffer from teeth whitening um, orexia, teeth orexia or whitening rexia, where my teeth can never be white enough. I'm constantly whitening them. I think we're down to one shred of enamel left. Um, And I suffer from, I look at people and I do not believe that they're my age. Like in my mind, I still look 32. Even though a bitch is 41, she's on a bunch of hormones because she's going to have another baby. I mean, I'm not pregnant yet, but I'll keep you posted. Um, I thought Misha was like 50 because she looks like she's had a ton of work done. I don't know. Am I wrong? Anyway, Misha, come on the show. I love you. I'm like, I I think I'm obsessed with you. You're so gorgeous. You're stunning. I obviously don't look nearly as stunning as you, so I'm hideous. But I just didn't think you were 43, girl. I don't know. Sorry. Um, Also, we're learning more about Nicola. Did anyone know that Nicola is the CEO of Novena Prayer, where I guess you pray to have people help heal you? You pay for prayer and like healing solutions through Nicola and his company. I got to look into Novena. Has anybody used them? Power of prayer. Uh, He's also an engineer. So apparently the website's like amazing. He knows a lot of tricks and tips and um, it keeps the website on and popping. I didn't know this. I did not know this. Okay. Um, Why did I find it boring? Uh, I felt like they underutilized the live audience. Now, again, we get a part two, so maybe there'll be questions from the audience, but I wanted more reaction, more audience interaction. And I also thought, I don't particularly like how they have the cast members sort of question each other, turn on each other, and weigh in. I don't love it because they're all problematic. And so it's like always, I think, extremely contradictory. And none of them ever go like, I mean, Jasmine a little bit owned it last night, but rarely did they like really own it. You know, it's always Statler. Like Statler sort of ignores so far her personality and what fans thought and just is like on Misha and Nicola that Nicola is an old school Catholic. He's going to come into the house. And I mean, he says it in the Bible, woman's place is in the home and the man runs the show and all that. I mean, he says it. So, you know, it's not like Statler was making things up. But I thought that the audience, it would be a good time to – like you have the audience a little bit against the couples and the couples a little bit united in how hard the process is and how much they give of their own personality and time and time away from their families. I thought the audience was underutilized. Um, the other thing that I find kind of boring about, I, I don't find any of the couples particularly likable. Um, Christian and Chloe, we know are together. Chloe is here in the United States. Um, you know, and again, it's the way they're portrayed. Um, 
I'm trying to think. Violet and Riley, I mean, that's a whole fuck show. I mean, do we even know what's going on? We go through all that. He makes her cry. He's like, she's a scam artist. We don't know if she's pregnant or not. By the way, we know Sheila is. Sheila and David are the redeeming. They're the most likable ones. They are. But we, you know, but you don't get you don't get to hear like a lot of good things from them because they have hearing issues, you know. So they're like not jumping in like the other couples are. Violet and Riley, I am confused as hell. But then, like Violet is on her way here to the United States. Okay. Um, like I said, Christian and Chloe, I don't even find them to be that fascinating. But could be me. Maybe I need to get to know them more. Amanda and Rosvan, we're gonna hear more about them. But like awful relationship. I want to I want to hear more about um Rosvan. I mean, he's sexy as fuck on Instagram. So I do want to hear more about that. I guess I just wasn't I wasn't really wowed with any of the storylines. David and Sheila is very sweet. We're going to hear more. The Teray thing, I'm not totally sold on that or buying it. Um you know, Statler and Dempsey are together. I I, you know, I'm rooting for them. Statler is fun to watch on TikTok. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I didn't find it all that interesting. And I thought there were ways that we could have spiced it up a bit. All I'm saying. I mean, maybe, you know, they tease that David is with, you know, David's been in contact with his translator. I mean, wouldn't that be a turn of events? But I just don't buy it. I think David's so, like, in love with Sheila. Um, Jasmine and Gino, like I said, they drive me crazy. They're coming back to 90 Day Fiance. The network clearly loves them. Um, She, you know, again, like I said, I think that they do a great job of lobbying. I think they have a chance to get a spinoff because people have such polarizing views about them. Um, It's kind of the Cody Brown effect. And I think Jasmine's genius. I think she's very brilliant at keeping herself relevant on social media, revealing a lot about herself personally. Of course, we know last night there was no sex. There was a sex tape, but it was long before Gino was on the scene and that was confirmed. So, but, you know, people are loving this season of Before the 90 Days. People are huge Statler and Dempsey fans. They're loving the diversity of the show. They're loving, you know, very supportive of Chloe and her trans journey and autism. Um... You know, so people like really love it. I just, I find Sister Wives, Welcome to Plathville, way more compelling. I'm really looking forward to season 10 of 90 Day Fiance because I'm over, I'm over it, over it. All right. Love you guys. At the Sarah Fraser Show, all across social media, please weigh in. Bye, everybody. Oh, and real quick, um, Mondays on the, every Monday, I do a recap of Sister Wives from the episode on Sunday night. I drop it on Mondays. I also tack it on to Wednesday's show because everybody is used to me talking about TLC shows on Wednesday. So if you missed it, here it is. And one quick correction, thank you to the fan on TikTok that brought to my awareness. It was a big night on Sunday for Cody and Janelle. They had a huge scene at the Mexican restaurant, okay? And I you, I kept saying Christine when it was actually Janelle. So enjoy that correction. You know, it dawned on me. It dawned on me that a lot of people are listening to my Sister Wives Season 18 recaps, and I, like, haven't really introduced myself again to you. Hi, it's the Sarah Fraser Show, hosted by me, Sarah Fraser, And um, a little bit about me, background. I've been a longtime radio, TV personality, and part-time stand-up comedian. I don't do it enough to be good, but just to have fun. So I started my career in Washington, D.C. as a radio host on the wildly popular Kane show on Hot 99.5. You might know because it was syndicated across the country for a hot second. Before I left in 2013, there was all kinds of drama. You can go back and look at those episodes. Um, And then I hosted my own radio show with some other people for a hot second, and I started this podcast. It's going on eight years now. And in the meantime, I worked for Fox 5 DC as an entertainment contributor. I don't consider myself a journalist. Um, Fun fact about me, I was almost the voice of the entire metro system in the Washington DC area. There was a contest over a decade ago. I was one of the top 10 finalists, but they didn't go with me. Okay. Uh, The Washington Post dubbed me to, quote, Reese Witherspoon sweet to actually be the voice of metro. Thanks. You know what? They were shady media people back then. (laughs) kidding anyway now I live in Los Angeles after living in Cal in DC for 15 years I live in LA for a year and a half I have a two and a half year old and I have a husband named Schman it's really named Dan but we call him Schman because you know after talking about him for five years on the radio he came to me and he said I don't want people to know who I am I don't want you talking about our sex life 
So you need to get a code name for me. So our fans came up with Schman. I have the greatest listeners in the world. Um, and someday we'll have a Facebook group and we'll talk about it. So in the meantime, I've also become obsessed with all TLC shows. I am known for my TLC wild interviews, including Big Ed and Liz. And I am Shauna Ray. Um, I had her on. I went viral for that when I asked her, you know, if she'd ever sucked a dick. Not that bluntly. But you get the gist. And she did talk about it. E! News picked it up. That went all over the world. The Sun. Anyway. Um, So I'm known for my TLC interviews, and now I am doing Monday's recaps of TLC Sister Wives. And I'm a new fan. I'm a new fan. And I, like, love learning from you guys all the backstory because we have 18 seasons with these guys. And last night was episode six, the understatement of the year. It was so good. Now I know know why this show is number one. It is the top reality show podcast out there and hope to God that Bethany Frankel doesn't get her little reality reckoning show hands on TLC fighter TLC fighter because we don't want any more rules we want actually fewer rules more alcohol and more religious cult people on our program anyway it's so good isn't it (laughs) there's my rant you know I don't try I try not to take myself too seriously you know sometimes I think my shit doesn't stink but usually somebody in the world reminds me it does so we all come down, you know? Anyhow, I'm sipping my dandelion tea because I'm also trying to have another baby at 41 after just having a miscarriage this summer. And you'll learn about me. I'm an open book and I, uh, you know, I say too much probably, but here we are. So last night's episode again proved why this show is so good. Started out, episode one was awesome for me. Episode two, blue. Episode three, eh. Episode four, I was like, yes, we're in it. We're in it to win it. Now we're up to episode six, and it is so good. Four, five, six. Excellent. There were two big scenes last night. The first scene was Janelle talking to her children. Tony was there. McKelty was there. And announcing that she is now seeing a, or, or she got hired a matchmaker, which I'm, I, I guess, did I know this and I've forgotten? I'm thinking that she met David Woolley through the matchmaker. I guess that's how it happened. Um, But that was the big scene last night. And also what Janelle is now looking for in a man, um, what she doesn't want in a man. Um, I thought it was a very interesting telling scene about what she thinks, Christine thinks, of her son-in-law, Tony. I'm going to get to all that first. And then the second real big chunk of this, there there were three scenes because we also see Mary with her good friend and Mary really kind of behind the scenes showing going back to her family's bed and breakfast which is in Utah and telling her girlfriend I'll move in here permanently I'm gonna you know work at the the B&B I'm gonna put my LuLaRoe clothes back here in the carriage house Uh, and I love it everyone's commentary on Reddit they're like who in the uh, who in the what are still buying themselves some LuLaRoe okay that junk is now in every thrift store those, I mean, I have so many coworkers when I used to work at Fox 5, they'd wear those damn fucking things. I mean, they would have a jingle bell, you know, and their crotch and it would be half sewn, you know, I, honest to God, or they'd have a hot dog because I mean, LuLaRoe was known to basically put, it was like kids leggings for adult women, you know, they'd have the witch's notes coming out of a woman's like crotch. So it looked like she had a dong. I mean, it was wild. And that was like acceptable to wear in the newsroom. But everyone's like, who is still buying that shit? And of course, people were so quick to to realize no one's buying it from Mary, but she probably has so many people because it's an MLM underneath her that she's like, got to keep it going or the facade of keeping it going because she's making so much money on the downline. I ain't mad at you, Mary. But that to me was secondary. You know, it was showing her friend and how close they'd been. And Mary was saying, you know, <clears throat> about her girlfriend that her girlfriend has her back and knows kind of where all the bodies are buried and would never say anything about her and got her through the catfishing thing. I don't know. You know, it's interesting. I'm going to be curious. Is Mary a lesbian? I, I can't figure it out. I just kind of feel like maybe she is. And last night with the longtime friend, it felt like a little bit of are we getting a I'm in love with this woman vibe? I don't know. Was I the only one picking that up? Mary gives me kind of um, hot lesbian vibes. Maybe she should come out. More power to you. I love everybody. Be who you are. You know, that is the God's honest. Life is too short to live in agony of who you are internally. But that was sort of a secondary to the Christine scene and the Janelle at the Mexican restaurant. And we do have some breaking news here on the Sarah Fraser show. We actually have a fifth 
sister wife. It's true. We do. And it's the Mexican restaurant, Salsa uh, Brava, where they te- they seem to shoot all their scenes and where all the divorces happen. Salsa Brava is apparently the fifth, the fifth sister wife. <laughs> A lot of people online were, were saying that's true. And also, fun other fact, that Salsa Brava was actually featured on Guy Fieri's um, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. So, you know, they're used to a lot of TV, basically. They probably have an agreement with TLC, which is why so many scenes are shot there. And Salsa Brava, people want to know if the food is good. Because it's a Mexican restaurant in Flagstaff, Arizona. You know, Flagstaff's a little town. People are like, is the Mexican good? And people say, yeah, it's really good together. Like, the food's really good. So shout out to Salsa Brava. They're good at marketing. Um, but that scene is this really fascinating scene where Janelle sort of half tells Cody she wants to leave. But like a lot of women, myself included, it just reminded me of so many breakups I've had. She really just never got to the point of, she really never dumped him, even though it's clear she wants to do that and it's leading up to that. She sort of like just set the laid the foundation for like, I'm going to break up with you, but left him like a little bit of hope, which is the worst thing you can do for a man, you know, <laughs> because men... And I don't think this is a bad trait. I admire this about men. Men, like, usually hear no from women and they think there's a chance, you know? I mean, it's like it's like that famous movie scene, you know, from Dumb and Dumber, you know? So you're telling me there's a chance. Doesn't take much for a man to have hope, you know? And I love that about men. I wish women, you know, for us, we internalize it more. We're more emotional. We think, oh, you know, we really owe it to that person to be straight. Men never feel that way. They're like, you know, how can I get what I want? They're so good at that. Then they have fights with other men and they're bros again the next day. Women, we take it forever. We tell all the neighbors. There's some things I admire a lot about men. So we'll get to that scene. But let's start with Christine who kicked it off. So Christine's scenes, I'm I'm super fascinated by this season because <clears throat> I find Christine to be slightly contradictory in some ways. And, you know, I love Christine. I'm a huge fan. Huge, huge, huge fan. I adore her. I think it's so great to see her happy. I didn't realize she's a Commanders fan. And I actually Googled this. Maybe you guys could tell me how that how did David Woolley and Christine Brown become Commanders fans? They were wearing Redskins jerseys. You know, that was the name of the Commanders prior. Um, they were wearing Redskins jerseys on Sunday, yesterday, on her Instagram supporting the Redskins. But how is that? Because... Neither one of them were born in the Virginia area or D.C. area. So I'm just curious how they became Redskins fans. Like, I don't know. If anybody knows, hit me up. I thought that was an interesting one. But we start out with Christine. They're painting. Again, infuriating. Painting at Christine's house with the kids, with her children. And we have, they're shooting on a fucking cell phone. It's grainy, the shots. And the audio is so bad. And and I loved my TLC. I loved them so much. I was just invited to the, the kickoff party in New York City, the exclusive season 10 kickoff of 90 Day Fiance. That's how much I love the network and we get along. But it drives me bonkers that this number one show, they allow these people to shoot on a cell phone and the audio is so bad that you can hear the background noise and they have to dub in the words of what these people are saying in the scenes for a number one show. Infuriating, quite honestly. And that's what they did at the paint party, okay? So Christine, now here's here's something that's fascinating to me. Um, the sound was so bad. Christine's snarkiness is hysterical towards Cody and Robin. She, she had that like moment where she's like, oh, am I being snarky about them? Yes, I am. And I don't even mind. She's cute. And now I, you know, Like, to me, I think it's very obvious that Christine does not really like Tony, McKelty's husband. I just, I I don't think she does. Because what mother-in-law says their son is adorable, their son-in-law is adorable with their grandkids? None. If they, if she liked him, she would be like, he's a great dad, amazing father, amazing partner. Instead, it's, he's really adorable with the kids. That lends itself to, uh, I don't think, I really don't think she likes him. And then... I was assured of that, I guess, or, you know, my instincts were confirmed when they were telling Christine, because Christine says she's told the matchmaker everything about her life and specific about what she wants, which is the opposite of Cody, which I'm going to tell you, I think that's a mistake. I just think that's a mistake. Um, And I'll get to that. 
but she they're they're saying to her, you need to try all the flavors of ice cream, meaning she should be out with every guy, every different background, every different religious background, different ages, like she should do the gamut. And then McKelsey goes, you know, Tony, you know, Tony, he was, he like tried all the flavors, so many. And they go into like how many he's tried. And my God, I mean, it sounds like, I don't know, he's eaten through the entire, you know, ice cream shop. I mean, this guy is like, okay. Ooh, sounds like Tony's had a lot. That guy, it, that guy made me realize, God, I should have been doing a lot more people. If Tony is out here, he's sampled the world. The fuck am I doing? You know? This guy's apparently eaten out every flavor of an ice cream shop. And that, when she likes, I don't know what she said because they burped, blurped it out, like beeped it out. She had some curse about him. I'm like, mm, she's not wild about him. Mm-mm. I thought it was so obvious. She's not wild about Tony. Adorable? You don't say that about your son-in-law. He's a real provider. He's really great with the kids. Um, awesome father. So in tune with McKelty. He's adorable. You know, he's, he's just an adorable guy. That is a mother-in-law trying to keep the peace. Just mark my words. Now, I loved the kids' reactions to Christine announcing that she'd seen a matchmaker. Mm, Honey, you looked around that table. Everyone was like, uh, okay. Like, this is happening. This is happening. They didn't look pleased. I mean, I'm going to be so fascinated to see the relationship, like, with David. I can't wait to bring in David. You know, and see, because he is a huge family. Eight kids as well. They really are getting a spinoff, I think, now. You know, I know. I know. You guys all say to me, but you said two months ago there's no way anybody would watch a Christine Janelle spinoff. I take it back. I was wrong. A girl can admit when she is wrong and that one, mm I think they're getting a spinoff. But I'm going to be curious to see if the kids really like him because they were very hesitant about the matchmaker. Now, this is where I caution Christine. Now, it's too late because she's engaged to David Woolley and they're getting married in just a few weeks here in October. So, but I'm I'm curious. I bet David does have some qualities like Cody. Christine says, I want a man with tattoos. I want a bald man. I want a man with a shaved head. Everything that is opposite of the Codemeister. Okay? I want someone so different than the Codester. And <laughs> I, you know, I always think, I, I know so many women that get divorced and they do that and they all, they go to the opposite extreme and that doesn't work either because there was something about Cody years ago that you initially were attracted to and you liked. You could be at different parts of your life, but at the end of the day, there's usually some traits that we're all looking for in guys and sometimes we think we want the opposite, but in reality, we want like just a better version or a more communicative version of our first husbands. Just saying. Just saying. So is she going to regret like going total opposite? I don't know because I don't know. We don't know yet how opposite David is. So that was a very big scene. Then we move on to the Mary stuff and then we talk. Then we sit for a very long time with Janelle. Um. So... You know, Cody, like Cody again is Cody, you know, in all these scenes now, he goes, you know, is, was that like, was Christine trying to give me a warning sign that, you know, like is she unhappy or maybe I needed to change? You know, he always poses these questions. And of course the answer is like, yes, fucker. These women are doing this because they want you to like change, be a better father, be a better man. Just saying. Um, and so Janelle, we go to the same Mexican restaurant where they are. And I love Cody too. Like Cody ain't going to miss a bite of his Mexican food no matter what's happening. Like he's going through divorce number two because Janelle's laying it on the line. And he's having his burrito and he ain't missing a beat. He's getting that burrito in. <laughs> like I love how he just like munches down. Oh, by the way, I've got to thank some sponsors. Hold on. First of all, the merch that you see behind me, all my Sarah Fraser shows are up on YouTube. I have a YouTube. I have a Reddit. You search Sarah Fraser Show, you're going to find me all your favorite spots. We try to be everywhere you are. So if your favorite platform is Reddit, Instagram, TikTok, boom, we got you. Uh, the merch is also for sale. Amazon.shop.thesarahfrasershow. Pillows. Poppets. T-shirts in multiple different colors. Support TSF and the Sarah Fraser Show. Go and get your merch. Also, I have to thank Dame Sex Products. If all these women had had a great vibrator on Sister Wives, would life be different? 
We don't know. But that's why you need to order your Dame vibrator today. Dame has some of the best vibrators on the market. You're getting one hell of a deal with Dame products. You're getting 15% off when you use code TSFS at checkout. Uh, Dame sent me every single vibrator. I love it. The Palm is actually my favorite, even though they're most well-known for their Ava. It's a soft, flexible, low-profile vibrator that bends to the curves of your body and fits in the palm of your hand. It's a good one. Also, their massage oil candles are excellent to set the mood and get it on with your significant other. Get it on! Yes! Dame products are also known for creating love products that are good for both parties. (laughs) A sex party ain't fun if someone ain't getting none. So turn your partner on with some of their dual vibrators that are good for both parties. Yes! Get your kinky on. Go to dameproducts.com. Use code TSFS. For 15% off at checkout. That is dameproducts.com. Use code TSFS at checkout. Start buying the love toys that you like. You don't like it too. They have awesome reviews. Great customer service. I've worked with Dame for quite a while. They're fantastic. Uh, if you don't like them, you can always DM me too. We always make it right here on the Sarah Freja show. Okay. So look, this, you know, it's very, first of all, Janelle pulls an ultimate women, what women, what we do all the time. Cody goes, is everything okay? And she goes, "Mm, yeah, everything's fine. I've been okay. No, you haven't, bitch. You've been thinking about this like all women do every single night for six weeks that he hadn't called you. He hadn't called Savannah. He hadn't even sent you a text. I miss you. Hope we can work through it. Girl, you're okay. Janelle, sweetie, like this has been on your mind when you wake up and take a shit and when you go to bed after eating ice cream and you may have to poop from that lactose, okay? So she starts off a little rough, like, "Mm, I don't know. Then she gets into it. Cody, you know, I haven't seen you. I haven't heard from you. The boys were an issue. Okay, let's not even go there because I want to get us a therapist. And Cody, you know, again, plays his shenanigans of all about how things are good you know, and, and he just doesn't understand why he can't work it out. And Janelle is a whole different woman than Christine. And he was so blindsided by Christine. And he thinks that he and Janelle can work on it. So essentially, she at first says, well, I want to stay separated. And he's a little bit shocked. He can't believe it. But then he goes in for a bite of his burrito. And then by the end of the conversation, it's interesting. Because Cody definitely, to me, there is still real affection. Like we're, Christine is over it. Like she's over and out. Janelle does still really care about him. And I mean, I almost thought that they were like eye-fucking at the restaurant. Did anyone else feel that way? (laughs) Everyone else was like, no, I don't want to envision it. But I did. She's still very attracted to him. Like, he's like, he's like, you know, Janelle, she thinks just because I've got like amazing abs, like rock hard abs and muscles that like she's so attracted to me and and that's going to like keep our relationship together. But you know, relationships are a lot more than hot bodies. It's like, dude, are you for fucking real? You don't want to put in any hard work. But they do sort of have this cute back and forth where, you know, she's like, if we were on a desert island, we would totally work. I'm very attracted to him. He says he's very attracted to her. (coughs) So you're kind of like, where's this going? She seems to do a bit of a reversal. Again, leaving him hope when we see, of course, a clip coming up for episode seven that there's no hope, right? And I know relationships are tough, right? Even, even, and especially marriages. I'm married. I haven't been divorced. I've been engaged. Well, I never fully got engaged. It was called off, but it's very hard. You want to let the person down easy. She has children with him. And I always find it so curious on Sister Wives, how the women go, my kids, my kid, but they are with Cody. Like they never really say our kids. It's so interesting. You know, the family's been divided for a long time. It's very obvious this season. But Janelle leaves a window of hope open when there's really no hope, you know? Um, and we're gonna see that down the line. So that scene I thought was such a typical like woman Cody scene. Like Cody, he, you know, he's gonna be Cody, you know? He's gonna be the codester and be clueless. And he was, and he was. And Cody, I think, left there with a shred of hope. Um, now it's so fascinating and someone, I got to find the Redditor's name because you guys, you guys always come up with such great stuff, but I loved a person on Reddit that said, why has it been for years that we have never seen Robin and Cody sit down and have a confessional together? We've seen Cody and Mary, we've seen Cody and Christine in the same room, you know, in, in sitting down and talking about their relationship because 
Robin says she never wanted an apology from Janelle's boys over COVID. And she's mad that Cody went and said that. But a lot of people are saying, why doesn't Robin ever say that to his face? Why are we not seeing this? And I thought again, brilliant. Brilliant. Why are we not seeing that? And all I can tell you from someone that's been a TV insider and knows, you know, a lot about how the back end works in the front end. I, I have to admit, like I've said, I, I think a lot of this, why we don't film a lot in Robin and Cody's home, why we don't see a lot, I think they've just gotten to a point. They also, I guarantee, are aware at what a huge hit this show is. And I think they negotiate. I think when, you know, we've heard this, Vanderpump, Tom Sandoval, according to Rachel and many other people, Stassi jumped in on this. If Tom, Tom Sandoval has absolutely said, I refuse to film, you air that ep- you air that segment, I'm done. You know, if you pull an ultimatum and you're willing to walk, a lot of times you're going to get what you want from the production company to an extent, especially if you're a key player. They need Cody. They probably need Cody for another season or two. I think Cody and Robin, I don't know why. I would love to know more of your theories of why they're not appearing. A lot of people just feel like the, this, the, that Robin is lying, like that the producers are trying to create like some empathy for Robin. And that's an interesting angle. So they're having her also say statements like, well, you know, I disagree with Cody on these things. I, I, I hate when Cody does this. So that people will say, well, Robin, you know, it's kind of Cody, you know. Um, I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if that's the case. A lot of people think they're so united that if Cody and Robin were in the same room and sitting on the same sofa talking, that it, that would be quite obvious. I'm not sure. I'd love to hear your takes. Please follow me on all socials at the Sarah Fraser Show on Instagram, on TikTok. Uh, brand new podcast episodes tomorrow. Oh, by the way, yes, because um, actually I have a big announcement. I guess I already kind of announced it today, but. Um, it's sort of the end of my time at Fox 5 DC. So if you're in the DC region, I'm saying goodbye. Sort of. Sort of. I'm saying goodbye to the like it or not um, regular scheduled programming that I do. It'll all make sense. Tune in tomorrow to the Sarah Fraser Show. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.